The Black Effect presents Family Therapy, and I'm your host, Elliot Connie. Jay is the woman in this dynamic who is currently co-parenting two young boys with her former partner, David. David, he is a leader. He just don't want to leave me. But how do you lead a woman? How do you lead in a relationship? Like, what's the blueprint? David, you just asked the most important question. Listen to Family Therapy on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Get emotional with me, Radhi Devlukia, in my new podcast, A Really Good Cry. We're going to be talking with some of my best friends. I didn't know we were going to go there on this. People that I admire. When we say listen to your body, really tune in to what's going on. Authors of books that have changed my life. Now you're talking about sympathy, which is different than empathy, right? Never forget, it's okay to cry as long as you make it a really good one. Listen to A Really Good Cry with Radhi Devlukia on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily podcast. We've been with iHeart for a year, and what a year it has been. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Make Woke AF Daily your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeart Radio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is iHeartRadio's PrattCast with Stephanie Pratt and Wells Adams. We don't need no studio. We don't need to go to Burbank. I'm in the islands right now, and Steph, you're in, are you in London? I am. You just live on islands now. You're like Skipper and Gilligan. Yeah, that's that's exactly right. Oh my God, did you know that song? I do know that song. I know the entire song. That's crazy. Now that sit. is crazy. Now That's when I first right thought back. you were so cool. Now sit right back and you'll hear a tale of 45 minutes of Steph talking about this TV show where she is a f***ing wreck. <laughs> <laughs> that was epic. <laughs> um, yeah, so oh my I'm God, a, that was good. I'm in the islands right now. Uh, Sarah and I are... are having a, a little vacay because she goes back to filming uh, Modern at, at the end of the month. And obviously I was working on Paradise for the past month, so we both needed uh, like a little vacay. So so we are um, broadcasting live from – my view is pretty ridiculous right now. And you're in London. My view is night sky. <laughs> mm. Your view is much better right now. This time difference for us is nuts. I know it's Wait, 19. how much time does Sarah get off a year? Uh, how much time do you get off a year, baby? Three and a half months. Wow, that's it? That's gnarly. Yeah, man. Enjoy your vacay. I know, we are. And so you're in, yeah, it's 19 hours difference here, uh, where I am, so it's, it's crazy. But, so you're in, you're in London. Can I ask you a question? Why the hell, right when your show starts airing, would you leave the country and go to London? Um, you haven't seen the show yet, the whole series. It's a complete, it's hard. It was really hard for me. And it's, and I actually, today when I was getting my hair done, I was talking to Robert and I was like, you know what? I don't even think I'm going to watch the rest of the series. Cause when I watched episode two last night at my best friend Dominic's house, I 
was very upset. I honestly think that this series needs to be like 20 episodes if that's why they're cutting scenes that are so important. I don't know if it's like a time thing, but I don't we just filmed so much and at my welcome home party it doesn't show Heidi screaming at Misha being like don't you dare talk to my son's godfather like that. That's when I found out Prez was the godfather. Yeah. Um and she starts coming after Misha and then Hold on. I jumped in. Yeah, you you <laughs> But that's why I came to London. Like no that's like I just wasn't I was not happy in LA. Yeah. You answered question 7 <laughs> when I asked question 1. So you're in London because the show stresses you out. I live here. I came to LA to do the show and yeah. to bring Mimi London a jewelry line to the US market. Okay. It did not work out with my family. It was a mistake to go to LA. Mhm. And I always said that I was going to come back the day after filming. But I said that before filming even started. That was just, I love, I love living here. Yeah. I really love it. So are you, so are you happier now that you're back in sunny London town? Oh my, I have not stopped. My cheeks hurt right now. Yeah. I like literally I've been having so many conversations with the cab drivers. I just love it. I met a new friend named Jane and her dog Mia. She's a neighbor. I mean, honestly, I'm just so happy here. That's awesome. In in LA, it's kind of like I just stay at my place with my dog because no one wants to drive yeah. to the Palisades, to Malibu. And after work, I don't want to get in that traffic going east for three hours. So I'm very much alone or I'd go to my parents' house down the road. So here I just feel like I live a very full life. I feel like in LA also with the weather because it never changes that life just passes me by very quickly. You know, all of a sudden it's November but it's still sunny and I'm still sitting in the Palisades doing nothing. I don't know. I just why are you why are you smiling and laugh like almost laughing? I've literally heard every reason why LA sucks from every different person in the world. But I have never heard anyone complain about the weather always being sunny and beautiful. <laughs> this is a but it's just me. because you never know. You never know. Like the months just go by so fast. Yeah. You know, you don't get a proper holiday season. And I don't know. I just I feel like I live better here. Yeah. I'm way more social. I, you know, take public transportation i feel very safe here i've got my friends here you know home is where the heart is all right well, so i did figure that out so well, i'm thinking about renting out my place in la yeah dude or airbnb it no okay. it'd have to be rented to someone i know okay Duh. okay so let's just but, get but i've been saying this for six years Let's let's just get into it, Steph. I am on vacation, so I haven't seen the episode, but I saw the trailer last week for this week's episode, and it's your big coming home party, not your birthday party. But I birthday party. I like it being a birthday party. So whatever. So, um, so so just set the table because Frankie has this birthday party for you, right? Or sorry, this coming home party for you. <laughs> And then, then cut to like Misha <laughs> yelling at 
Perez Hilton. So tell me what happened. Okay, Misha Thing, she went and confronted Perez Hilton about, you know, he was really horrible to Misha. I don't know if you guys remember that, but it was almost like she was his favorite target. Um, and it was really awful. So she's, you know, saying, you really hurt my feelings, blah, blah. I can't really hear. And he's saying, if I could take it all back, I swear I would. And then he's like, I swear on my kids. And she's like, I don't believe that because you're still doing it. Mm-hmm. And he starts freak, like screaming, going, I just swore on my kids mm-hmm. and goes nuts. And then Heidi comes over and she goes, what's the problem here? And uh, Misha's like, I whatever. And she goes, you know what, Misha, you can just leave. This is my son's godfather. Dare ever talk to him like that. Just like goes after Misha. Misha like walks away like so upset. Then Spencer is like fighting with Frankie and Justin because they have my back when he was yelling at me, which isn't shown. Um, it was very intense. So Spencer starts yelling at them like, you know, my friends get away. And then as they're leaving, Spencer starts a fight with Whitney Port. About what? Like, I don't even know. I just remember everyone the next day being like, they unfollowed us and blocked us. I don't get notifications, so I'm I'm sure I've been blocked forever. But yeah, they just, they went after everyone. And it's just, maybe I just love the show so much and I believe in it so much that I want it to be like two hour episodes. Mm -hmm. But there's just so much happening. Yeah. That I feel like isn't shown. And I, and it like, honestly, I really think it must be a time thing because there's no reason not to show so much more drama. Okay. So then, I mean, that's the point. It's a mystery. That's the point of this show, right? Is to be able to like right the wrongs and like say your piece. So like, what about that coming home party wasn't shown that should have been? I just told you. You didn't really explain it. You didn't, Dude, they no one really stormed understood. off screaming. Who did? At everyone. Spencer and Heidi, when they left. They were screaming at me, these aren't your friends. You have no friends. Go back to London. These are your castmates. These are not your fucking friends. Everyone hates you. Going wild. And Heidi had just finished screaming at Misha, and they just both walked out being like, fuck everyone all of you just like absolutely nuts so after this happened was everyone like oh my god i called i called i called the girls the next day and i just wanted to say are you guys okay i want you to know it was not personal you know it has nothing to do with you because he screamed at whitney ashley jason's wife um i think audrina was the only one that was safe (laughs) So, yeah, I actually had to call and do damage control. And then the executive producer, Alex Baskin, he called me the next day and he said, I want to check on you. Are you okay? And I said, actually, I am. Like, I'm not going to get upset about this. Like, they were on another level. Like, it was crazy. Yeah. Like, I can't even, like, feel feelings. I'm so just like, wow, that's them. So here's my question, though. 
after all that happened, was everyone like, oh, my God, Steph, you're so right about Spencer and Heidi? I don't know. I think they all saw Heidi for the first time. Yeah. Which was very satisfying for me. And they all saw that they never changed. I wouldn't necessarily say, you know, everyone had beef after that. I mean, they always have beef with everyone, but, you know, the cast lets things roll off, whatever. Um, but they, I think everyone, producers, crew, everyone was like, whoa. But after that, I mean, then you see them with Gunner, and they're the most amazing parents. So I don't, I mean, I don't, I know how I feel about it. I know how some of the cast feels about it, but I don't want to, I don't want to like put my opinion too much on yeah. it. But I guess, so, so just to like put a bow on it, effectively they ruined your coming home party. Oh my God. Yes. Okay. <laughs> they, I was crying at the end of the night. <laughs> they told me I had no friends off back to London, that these were all my castmates, that everyone hates me. They went in. And then they were lying about that whole thing that they told me in advance about Gunner. And I'm like, stop lying. That never happened. And he's, you know, going, you're so crazy. All you do is lie, but he's screaming it. Yeah. And it's very frustrating. And Heidi is... Thank God she drank because I know she woke up the next morning and she was like, what have I done? Because her like their whole plan was to show how changed they are and, you know, crystals, peace and love. Mm -hmm. And, you know, everyone actually believed it. Like they told when I got back from London originally, everyone's like, yeah, they've really changed. They seem like very mellow and happy. So they fooled everyone. But. And yeah, it was nuts. They ruined it for sure. <laughs> and But then watching it, I know you haven't watched. And then watching it, I know you haven't watched it. But in the interviews, Heidi says, I don't want to go to her welcome home party. Yeah. I can't, like, that's not the exact phrasing, but it's just like, okay. <laughs> like, she's just mean off the bat. Is that the right saying? Off the bat? Yeah. Off the... No, that's right. No. Yeah, like right off the bat. They're mean right off the bat, like immediately. Okay. You know, it's, it's like just looking at it from like a uh, third party's perspective, it's it sounds like a whole lot of projection, right? Like you have no friends. No one likes you. And it sounds like, which is weird because they're at a party that everyone's coming to like welcome you home. So like those are all your friends. And the projection seems to be coming from Heidi and Spencer as almost being like, we're not your friends. We want you to know that and then like storming off, you know, it's just interesting because it just seems like them projecting of like, it's almost like that they're saying that about themselves. Like none of these people like you, none of these people are your friends. And, and to them it's like, and I'm sure everyone around is, is like, are you talking about Stephanie? Are you guys talking about yourselves? Because you guys are going crazy. No one really no one really appreciates this. Like you guys have always just kind of been like bombastic for TV. Are you saying this about Stephanie or you're saying this about yourselves? Do you think that there's some like validity to that or no? Absolutely. Um it's just, you know, it's just been hard because 
for the past eight months, they've been gaslighting me, making me feel like I'm crazy and that, you know, I'm just so emotional and we've always been friends that I'm the one that always has a problem. And, you know, that's just not, I'm always the one to apologize for whatever problem they have with me. Yeah. And so it's just, you know, I really, I was going, I was in therapy like throughout the series, but there were a lot of times when I wanted to quit because they were completely gaslighting me, making me feel like what, like everyone doesn't like me, that it's this whole conspiracy, you know, like it wasn't nice. They jumped, they attacked straight off the bat. That's it. Yeah. Straight off the bat. Right off no. the bat. I think they both okay. work. Let's take a quick break and Mm -hmm. continue on in a bit, okay? Mother's Day is coming, and mom doesn't want flowers. She wants a cocktail. Here's a hint. Get mom Bartesian. It's the countertop cocktail maker that creates your choice of over 60 premium cocktails in less than 30 seconds, each at the touch of a button. Flowers die. Happy hour comes back every day. So get mom the machine that makes amazing cocktails with real fruit juices and craft bitters. Best of all, get $50 off a Bartesian premium cocktail maker with the purchase of one pack of cocktail capsules. So instead of getting mom a reason to fill a flower vase with water, get mom the easiest, fastest way to fill her glass with the floral notes of gin. The best cocktails are premium cocktails and the best day to get it for mom is Mother's Day because you can get $50 off now for a limited time. Visit B-A-R-T-E-S-I-A-N.com backslash mother to get the best premium cocktail maker for mom at the best price for you. Artesian, premium cocktails on demand. I'm Elliot Connie, and this is Family Therapy. My best hopes, I guess, identify the life that I want and, and work towards it. I've never seen a man take care of my mother the way she needed to be taken care of. I get the impression that you don't feel like you've done everything right as a father. Is that true? That's true, and I'm not offended by that. Thank you for for going through those things, and thank you for overcoming them. Wow. Thank God for the limits. Every time I have one of our sessions, our sessions be positive. It just keeps me going. I feel like my focus is redirected in a different aspect of my life now. So, how'd we do today? We did good. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy. Listen now on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Get emotional with me, Radhi Devlukia, in my new podcast, A Really Good Cry. We're going to talk about and go through all the things that are sometimes difficult to process alone. We're going to go over how to regulate your emotions, diving deep into holistic personal development, and just building your mindset to have a happier, healthier life. We're going to be talking with some of my best friends. I didn't know we were going to go there on this. People that I admire. When we say listen to your body, really tune in to what's going on. Authors of books that have changed my life. Now you're talking about sympathy, which is different than empathy, right? And basically have conversations that can help us get through this crazy thing we call life. I already believe in myself. I already see myself. And so when people give me an opportunity, I'm just like, oh, great, you see me too. We'll laugh together. We'll cry together and find a way through all of our emotions. Never forget, it's okay to cry as long as you make it a really good one. Listen to A Really Good Cry with Radhi Devlukia on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What about Heidi spilling alcohol over you? (laughs) 
not even surprised. <laughs> like that's her. And that's why when I, you know, the first podcast that was wild when we were in Napa, that's why I was so upset because she's mean to my face. Yeah. It's not behind my back like a normal girl. She's, bl- I'm not mean to anyone's face. I can be mean over text. I can be, wait, I can't be mean actually, but not for no reason. Like I've been nothing but nice to her, you know? And then just Napa Valley, I finally exploded because the champagne thing, but she's mean to my face. Like when I came over, right? When I landed over Christmas and she opened the door, she said, what are you doing here? I was like, Spencer told me to come see Gunnar. Like that's the thing. It's like, be nice to my face at least while you're destroying our family and for what you've done, you know, at least be nice to my face. Don't spill a drink on me and don't exclude me when you're giving drinks to the girls. Like she's just a Okay. So in defense of Heidi, I think that there is like, Uh there is some valor in being a to your face and not behind your back, you know, like the being the behind but she your... is too. Yeah, okay. So she's but she is to my mom. <laughs> yeah, she's just mean. But um, and that's you know, I'm still not talking to my mom. Yeah, no. Because of this. What about have you guys not um like tried to go back to therapy? Um, no, it got it got worse, and I had like this epiphany a few weeks ago that. You know, I love my mom, but for some reason, she will always believe Spencer. Mm-hmm. I mean, ever since I was 18, anything he says, even like even when we were filming and my mom asked about like some time thing, like how long we'd be out of town. And I say I said like two days. She said, that's not what Spencer said. It's five days. And I said, I don't know why he's saying that. It's two days. Well, Stephanie, you have it wrong. It's five days. And then I text the producer and be like, can you, my mom doesn't think it's two days. Can you please tell me that it's two days over text? Mm -hmm. And then I showed it to her and she was like, well, they heard this from someone else. And it's just like, you will never believe me. And I finally figured that out. So because I've been so resentful that I didn't even realize because I'm just such a workaholic, but I've just been having so much anger and resentment, like hidden deep down in me. So I could continue to like entertain and live the way I'm supposed to be living. Uh, That I just have to let it go and know that and be proud of myself. Like I could every year yell at my parents for, you know, letting Spencer sit at the beach house for eight, eight years while I've been working my ass off. And like, I don't feel appreciated like him you know I could have this fight every year and I was having it every year and now it's just like I know it's not ever fight like it's that's just a fact yeah and like that's and that's fine like but I think for my mom and I we just need some time out because we're both really dramatic and emotional and it's been a really really bad year and her dad is really ill right now and we lost Kiki you know so I think we just need a t- like a lot of time. But I wish I really wish that she that things that weren't cut out of the episode and hopefully in future episodes like I was very excited her for her to like see them treat mm-hmm. how they treat me. But and treat other people. 
Why do you think that they cut all that stuff out of the episode? Do you think they're trying to protect Heidi and Spencer, or is it just like a time thing? You know what's so funny is Brody's wife, Caitlin, texted me, and I hadn't seen the episode yet because I was flying. And she goes, Brody and I are convinced Spencer and Heidi are producers. Yeah. But they're not. Because I remember Spencer ages ago being like, Brody's a producer. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it just comes down to time. I, I cannot believe there's any other reason to not include that. Yeah. Can you? Well, so here's my thing. Um, when I look at, when I watch TV, you have to have like some sort of character arc, right? And it it's more compelling if Spencer and Heidi don't look bad. And then it escalates. Oh my God, you're right. And it escalates, and then there's a big crescendo. So then people are like, "Whoa, where did that come from?" Other than like, they're just being, they're just being mean and crazy Nasty all all the time, you know. Then there's no character arc for it. Wells. Yeah. Put the mic down. Quit this podcast, and you become an executive producer <laughs> right now. <laughs> that was amazing. <laughs> And you're so right. You're so right. Yeah. Because I, like what I was saying, you know, there's such great parents and cute Gunner. I bet there's going to be a lot of like cute scenes. Yeah. But if Heidi pretends that she doesn't have a nanny or housekeeper, I literally will flip. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm on vacation right now down on the islands. And you know what sucks is that my, the ice melts in my drink so fast and no one likes warm drinks, right? Water down. Right? Neither did Dylan, the founder of Brewmate. That's why he made it Brewmate's mission to shake up the beverage industry for the better. Whatever your taste in beer, wine, or spirits, Brewmate makes sure every sip is the perfect temperature. I love how many designs and styles Brewmate has to choose from. They've truly got something for everyone. Mine, the one I ordered, is purple glitter. It's a flask. I got the I got lol. I got the matte black finish. Feel like James Bond. Feel really cool when I drink out of that thing. And last week uh, I went on a picnic <laughs> with me and my lady, and you know we had to bring our uh, brewmates' wine insulator and uh, uncorked wine glasses out. It kept the bottle of rosé at a perfect temperature all day, even though it was uh, super hot. So don't settle for warm alcohol, boys and girls. Chill out with your favorite drinks all day long with Brewmate. Visit Brewmate.com and add code PRATCAST, that's P-R-A-T-T-C-A-S-T, to get 15% off your first order. That's 15% off your first order when you go to Brumate, B-R-U-M-A-T-E, dot com, and add code PRATCAST. Let's keep on going through the episode. I saw that you were confiding in Justin Bobby. Um, How was that conversation for you? You know, I just finished filming on Friday yeah, and I said I wouldn't have made it throughout this series without him. Really? And I know listeners are going to take this anyway, whatever. I don't care, but I wouldn't have. Honestly, he was rock solid for me. Rock solid. And he, you know, Audrina's right. We did have a, we do have a lot in common. Mm -hmm. We're not great on phones and time changes, kind of gypsies. Yeah. And we don't have kids and responsibilities. We're like grown up 
children, which is not good. <laughs> but we, you know, so we really understand each other. We have this, you know, we both worry, like, are we letting our parents down by not being married with kids? Mm-hmm. So we really, yeah, he, um, he saved me this series for sure. Are you attracted to him at all? <laughs> no, and I know you are. You don't need to go there again. <laughs> no, I'm just I'm just wondering like is it like just a friendly thing or is there like a part of you that's like mm, he's hot though? No, I've I've never really liked that style. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um but also it's always been very much friendship thing. When he was dating Audrina on the original Hills, I was dating this guy named Sleazy T. <laughs> Steph, you sure know how to pick a girl. It, Brody, they all called him that. Oh, my God, that's hilarious. His name is Taylor. Anyways, so we'd all, like, sleep over at Audrina's and hang out. And Justin and I were very much friends always. We went to Costa Rica, and they were in a fight. Not Costa Rica, somewhere else. Yeah, I was, whatever. And, you know, I was, like, mediating it. It's always been very, very, very platonic. Okay. And also, I have a ton of guy friends. I don't, that's so unfair that girls can't have guy friends. No. Do you think everyone's going to think I'm hooking up with him? No, but I think I would be doing a bad job on this show if I didn't ask you that question. Oh, I know. I'm not mad. Yeah. No, I'm just I'm already like. I'm already seeing it all. Yeah. Uh, okay, let's switch. Let, it. Let's switch gears. Let's go to Brody and Caitlin uh, having some sexy time in the bathtub. Which can I just say I'm kind of surprised about this because it looked like in the first episode that like that that marriage was heading down a very scary path, and then all of a sudden it like cuts to sexy time. I don't know. That is their relationship. Yeah. But he does admit that he misses the freedom of being single. Like, should Brody be married? Should Brody be married? Okay, first of all, that is a surprise for everyone. Okay. I really can't say more than that. Um, But you haven't seen his interview in the episode. I was dying laughing. He, like, he was saying something like, I used to have so much fun running around. And then he was, like, basically winking to the camera. And he, and he was like, Caitlin, I still have fun. And insinuating that it was fun with other people as well. Oh, are they? If you catch my drift. Yeah, are they uh, swinging for the fences, if you will? He, yeah, he was, like, blushing and laughing about it. Like, it was, it was such a funny interview to watch. But is he being serious or is he joking around in that scenario? No, dude, that is serious. What? That's like legit. Yes. Okay. Google it. I don't want to he Google. He said it on his on his show. Okay, so this is It's all a, good. Like this isn't allegedly. This is an opinion. <laughs> this is lawyers no, aren't going to get mad at us for legal purposes. This. Yeah. Okay. No, he said it on his show. You can find it online. Um, 
And that is something else that I thought episode one would would get into. I just don't know what I'm watching, honestly. That's why I'm going to stop watching it. <laughs> okay, but here, but going back to putting my producer hat back on, if that is true, yes. you can't be dropping that he's a, that he and his wife are swingers in episode two. You got to wait till like seven B to throw that in there. You know, like you can't you can't come right out of the gates just you know hitting home runs. You got to slow <laughs> everyone into it. <laughs> why i need to be captivated or else my my add i'm like bye i have to be captivated yeah at the beginning yeah but you like that and i need a cliffhanger yeah but like that episode you were captivated by the crazy fight between misha and perez you know like that's the big storyline in that episode right yeah yeah so you can't you can't overshadow that by your two other stars are swinging they're swinging you know like you gotta space it out. I feel like. I know, but it all happens together. It was so hectic. <laughs> all right. <laughs> uh, let's go back to the homecoming party. Um, uh, can I call him JB? Does he go by JB? Justin Bobby? Sure. Jib, yeah. Jibs. 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 <laughs> Jibs. And uh, Adrena talking. Um, there's chemistry between them, I guess. Like, is this a foregone conclusion that they're going to make beautiful babies by the end of this season? I was shocked watching Audrina. Yeah. Like, shocked. She wants him. Right? Yeah, her and the rest of America. She says to... Lol. (laughs) I'm... Can we just talk about what JB's been doing for the past 10 years real quick? No idea. He said he was living in Nicaragua. Like, no. I thought he was in Arizona. Like, no idea. Literally, I thought he was, like, living in Arizona. Lived in a treehouse. Stayed stayed in huts on the beach. Couldn't be a major rock and roller in Indonesia, so he came back... By the way, who's trying to break into the rock and roll market in Indonesia? That is the It's genius. Absolutely genius. You know what Indonesia needs? They need an American rock and roller with the heart of gold and the eyes that will pierce through your heart. And then he didn't do it. You know, one of those tatted guys. (laughs) No, honestly, I don't know. Like, he also watched... I think he is the star of the show and... He was my favorite to watch the entire episode. The things he was saying, I don't remember the because this was back near Thanksgiving when he came over, and watching it, him saying, "I've been in Nicaragua for three years," like all this stuff. And he said another quote. I, I really wish that I had written them down. I'm going to do that for the next episode if I end up watching it. But I mean, he is just so funny and original, and it's just like this awesome alien from another planet. I told you last episode that I thought the stars of the show were Audrina and Jibs. And... It's Jibs by himself. Just Jibs? Just Jibs. Just Jibs. (laughs) Wait, why can't we have him on the show already? What is going on here? Because you're on an island and I'm in another country. Fair (laughs) enough. Could you do a three Skype? Three-way Skype? Let's ask Brody. (laughs) 
Um, okay, I want to go back to the Misha Perez fight real quick because I feel like we kind of glazed over it, and there's just a lot of meat there, you know? To be honest, being there, there really wasn't any. Really? I mean, like, the whole, like, I'm, I swore on my kids! I swore on my kids! Yeah, life. no one... Yeah, it was, like, a flash compared to everything else. Really? I mean, like, do you think that that's Perez yeah. Hilton's version of what I got to do on a reality TV show? Like, I, I wonder, like, when people... For come, sure. Yeah, like, when people come on and do, like, cameos. Like, I was watching old old episodes with Sarah the other day, and I saw one where Kelly Catrone, like, you, was like, Kelly Catrone came up to you at a party, and it was, I guess it was Kelly's party or whatever, and she kind of just, like, yeah, kind of, like, you kind of apologized, and she kind of, like, yelled at you or made fun of you, and then, like, kind of, like, stormed off. And I was like, is that what people think they're supposed to do when they come on the show, like, for cameos? It was like, Perez Hilton was like, okay, what do people, most people do? I got to come in there, I got to yell at somebody, I got to storm off, uh, and then, bingo, yeah. bingo, boombo, I've done an MTV show. Yep, and it really, but it really backfires for some people. Because there was a girl, someone's sister from the hills, and she was really trying to be on it, like telling us, you know, tell the producers I have to be on, blah, blah, blah. And she came in so hot, like the first week of filming, and she got into it with me, like making fun of me for being single and 32 at the time. Like, it was just crazy. Like, she came in so hot, Mm -hmm. but it backfired for her. They were like, no, no, no. But like for Camille Grammer on Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, you know, it works because, like, it's in phases with her. Yeah. But Perez, I mean, also, like, I love that he's promoting the show, obviously, but he, all it is is Perez on the Hills, Perez on the Hills. Like, I think it's banners on everything. I mean, he, I think he thinks he's, he's the jib of the show. He thinks he's jibs? I think so. There can be only one Jibs, all right? And he has to be a True. rock and roller from Indonesia, all right? Perez, if you want to get on the Jibs level, you got to go to Indonesia <laughs> and form a band. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what do you think, though? Do you think Perez was honest? And, like, do you think he really meant it when he said he swore on his kids? Because that's a gnarly thing to do. Um... I think that he has been probably having these fights his entire career, and he's gotten very good at um, shifting the narrative. Deflecting. Yeah. Deflecting. Um, yeah, he's so good at that. You know, it's 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 almost like politicians are very good at it, um, are very good at, at kind of con- contorting the narrative to fit their – to, to make them right, even though it's blatant that they're not. Like, listen, it's, it's no surprise that, like, way back in the day, Brez was very mean to a bunch of uh, celebrities. Like, you, you can't dispute that. That's what mm-hmm. he, built an, he built an empire on, you know? Um, mm-hmm. And here's kind of, like, my thing on that. Like, I believe what he's saying. Um, I believe that he probably regrets a lot of the things. I think he's pretty aware of the pain that he probably caused a lot of people. Um, 
but here's the truth of the matter. All that stuff is paying for his kids to go to school right now, you know, like, and is paying for his kids to probably have like a really wonderful life. So uh, there's part of me that's like, doesn't really buy it. Like, because if you went back and changed it, then you probably wouldn't be able to, you know, send the kids to really nice schools or, or whatever, you know, like, one doesn't come without the other. And so I didn't I didn't really love that argument because that's not what the argument was about. The argument was about you really hurt me as a kid. It had nothing to do with his kids, you know, but like that was a really good way of like twisting it around and kind of making her look bad again, which Wow. That's crazy. I love like your perspective. like you opened my eyes. <laughs> Isn't that how you saw it too? Yeah, I know. I just, I don't look at it from those. I look at it from, you know, I was there I'm in entertainment. I don't see it as, you know, human psychology and, but you're right. I mean, that is crazy deflecting and so manipulative, but I understand why him and my brother are best friends. They are very similar, but I just wondered what, what would it be like if they fought? <laughs> I it would probably be really funny. It would be like, <laughs> you know, in um, is it is it Finding Nemo when the when the um, the seagulls just go mine, 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 mine. Yes. I feel like if <laughs> if that if there was a fight between your brother and Perez Hilton, it could be about anything. It could be about like. You know, trade talks in the Middle East. It would make no sense, and, and it would just sound like mine, 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 mine. And everyone would be like, what are they fighting about? Way angrier, though, but for sure. <laughs> That's jokes. <laughs> but, I, you know, I have nothing against Prez. I, you know, I forgave him for drawing on my face, whatever. But it's one of those things that, you know, back to bring it full circle, is hate and anger only hurt you. Yeah. And, you know, that's why I kind of just was like, but also Prez was out of sight, out of mind for me because I was on TV for like a minute. Yeah. So that was like a lot easier. But, you know, 10 years of this resentment, and this anger, I'm I'm hoping the spewing of it is nearly done. <laughs> he drew on your face. I feel like I feel like that is <laughs> that's like the um, the blue check mark. On Instagram, if you had Perez Hilton at some point draw freaking semen on your face, you have made it. <laughs> oh God, yeah, um, yeah, I don't mind him. I don't think he's changed. I think he's a mean-spirited boy. Um, but that's all. Like. Yeah. Whatever. What else? What else do you yeah. got for the episode? I don't know. I want to get away from him because I don't want him to like come after me and draw weird stuff on my face. Um, okay. So Blue let's, tick let's, opportunity. Yeah, I, I know. <laughs> um, <laughs> I know. Like, beware of what you wish for. Now that's gonna be like next week. I'm gonna get that like on PrezHilton.com, and I'm gonna be like, no. Now I'm part of the oh, the semen club. If that happens, we're going out and celebrating. Okay. Or we'll just, like, bring donuts into the office. Yeah. Um, okay, let's go to uh, you and your brother. Like, Whitney encouraging you to go talk to Spencer. And then Spencer says, Stephanie uh, is a lot and has a very powerful spirit, and I want to be on the right side of that. What do you – What? Did, how did you take that? 
I mean, that's, it's, that's what they always say in every interview. And, you know, they never say anything specifically mean. Yeah. It's, you know, there's, we feel darkness, we feel evil. We wish her the best. Um, she's, she's very, what was the word they use? Powerful, powerful spirit. Yeah. Like, you know, that's their way of saying whatever, but they're very PC and every, she's a great, you know, she's great on the show. Great, great addition to the show. Like you cannot get them to say anything. I guess you can get Heidi. She called me nasty, but Spencer is very PC. But then, then Heidi says, she so like I, that doesn't even, Mm-hmm. But then Heidi says she'd love to have a normal conversation with you and really tries hard. Is that just you're not buying it? Do you know how many we've had over 10 years? I came on the original Hills because she didn't have any friends. I thought that was a real friendship. And then I learned what she did to her best friend. And then I was like, this person is disturbed. Yeah. So we've had many talks. She flips it, you know, but it's same. She, but it's just hard because she, when she's on TV, she lies. Like she says that I'm always in L.A. I'm just not. You know, I've been on a show here that only gave me Christmas off for five years. And, you know, with the baby thing and with this, what you just said, it's just it's frustrating that she has created her own narrative about me that's not true what can we expect for next week's episode i don't even think i watched the ending of this of this one so i don't know (laughs) i got too mad i literally got too mad i was so angry i did another rant i was just like is this a joke that they're not showing how evil these people are how they picked on a Whitney port, a sweet little puppy. Like that's the extent it was freaking nuts. So I just, I stopped watching it. Once I saw all these things being cut out, I was just like, this is not, this is not where I was. What is ever? I mean, is, what is can everyone... we please make a protest to have the show be two hours long? Like, <laughs> let's do a petition. Honestly, this like nothing can be cut from what we filmed. Well, what, so what is everyone else saying? Is everyone else like, is Jibs mad that like so much was cut? Like, have you talked to anybody else about it? Mm, no, but Jibs did call me, but I was at the airport. Yeah. So I think he had already seen it. And just Caitlin being like, this is crazy. Yeah. But no, you know, I turned off my American phone. It, when I when I land, when I'm on the plane, it gets turned off, and it goes into a drawer in my living room. I don't look at it until I'm back on a plane going to LA, which is never going to happen ever again. You're never so get used back? to the Skype. You're never coming back. No. So are you going on the record right now saying if there's a season two of The Hills, you will not be on it? I'm saying that I live in London, yeah, and I came to LA for a job, yeah. And I am here now for jobs, and I'm going to stick with them while I'm employed. 
I just follow where the work is. If the work is like in Bangkok, like I'd be on the next plane. Okay. I'm like such a workaholic. Okay, okay, okay. I love work. Let's say in six months, the work calls you back to Los Angeles to film season two of The Hills. I think people are sick of seeing Spencer and I fight. You know, it's 10 years of this. Stephanie, isn't there a part of you that understands that that's why people liked the show originally? Like, that's a, that was it, a part I of the original show. I don't talk to my family anymore. I lost everything in this first series. Everything. I just started talking to my dad again. I came away losing so much more than I could have gained. Yeah. I, well, I lost everything, you know? And that's the thing, like, coming home. Well, I don't need to come home for Christmas because I don't have a family. So I wouldn't be home then. Mm-hmm. And if, you know, there's a job, who knows? But again, like, I just, I need to really grasp that I lost everything in eight months. And that's going to take me, you know, a few months, hopefully. You know, September, I would have had this summer, you know, far away from all of it. And, you know, I'll be able to accept it. But right now, like... And that's why I don't know if I should watch the show because I'm just like, that was cut out, that. Like, I stopped talking to my parents because of this reason and that's not even shown. Like, it's very frustrating. No, I hear that. You know, and I still get emotional when I talk about it. It's so annoying. But it did. Like, I lost so much so fast. But, it, you know, obviously it it was inevitable that this would come. I mean, maybe not if I stayed in London and never came home in years and years and years. But <clears throat> coming home and it was just inevitable. Like, I cannot stand up to my mom, my brother and Heidi. Then I finally realized that. And that's why I need time for my mom. Because I'm going up, you know, against against a wall. Yeah. Well, I will say this. Maybe season two of The Hills New Beginning is about you guys, like, mending your fa- fences and coming back together. I know that I am, like, the eternal optimist. That's what optimist. season one is trying to do. <laughs> well, it didn't work. <laughs> Well, there's no way we will ever come back. And that's what I said, you know, on my last day of filming when I, you know, I'm saying that I'm going back to London because it is never ending. It will never end, Wells. And that's just me putting myself in a position to just keep suffering. When, you know, life is, I'm so lucky to be alive. We're all so lucky to be alive. And we should be living our own life. We shouldn't have other people dictating how we feel every day. You know, we need to put a wall up and be like, I'm going to decide how I feel because this is my day, my life. Like, no other people should be affecting me how I feel. And if I go back to LA, like, I, if someone else did this, if I was, like, watching from, like, space, I'd be like, what an idiot. Like, why are you going back 
to like, I don't want to say abuse, but just like a horrible, sad situation. Yeah. Don't you agree? Yes and no. I agree that it's been detrimental to like you and your family and it would be crazy to go back to that. But I also think that so much of your identity is wrapped up in these reality TV shows. And I feel like you would feel like a piece of you was missing if there was another season of The Hills and you weren't a part of it. You know what I'm saying? I Again, you know, I need to let everything sit in. I need to let things absorb. And in a few months, I might be in a place where I can coexist in L.A., but... Honestly, LA is not big enough right now. Yeah. And the weather is crap. It's always 78 degrees and sunny. Can you believe it? <laughs> oh, come on. I love LA. Um, all right, Steph. Well, listen, I love you. I've always got your back. I'm glad that Jibs has got your back, too. And um, I'm just excited to see what episode three has to offer. So can you can you watch the whole thing for me at least so we can talk about it next week? For sure. Okay. Um, thank you. I love you so much. And on like I want you to know and the listeners to know, I have not, except for this podcast, I have not stopped smiling all day being back here. Yeah. I have I am so wholeheartedly happy here right now. That it's like those eight months are just just such a dark memory and I just feel very fresh and I want, you know, don't think I'm upset about anything. I'm, I'm so happy to be here. So all is good. All right. Well, and then. you're happy because you're on an island. <laughs> That's true. I'm I'm about to go drink <laughs> peach bellinis by a beach. Rum? I don't I don't even know. I'm just gonna drink whatever the hell they send send over at this point. I'm glad you're back in uh, in London, and I'm glad it's like giving you a sense of normalcy. So, um, mm-hmm. so keep being happy, keep smiling, and let's check in again next week and, and talk well, about episode three. Sounds good. Hills, yeah. Show's over. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy, and I'm your host, Elliot Connie. Jay is the woman in this dynamic who is currently co-parenting two young boys with her former partner, David. David, he is a leader. He just don't want to leave me. But how do you lead a woman? How do you lead in a relationship? Like, what's the blueprint? David, you just asked the most important question. Listen to Family Therapy on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Get emotional with me, Radhi Devlukia, in my new podcast, A Really Good Cry. We're going to be talking with some of my best friends. I didn't know we were going to go there on this. (laughs) People that I admire. When we say listen to your body, really tune in to what's going on. Authors of books that have changed my life. Now you're talking about sympathy, which is different than empathy. Never forget, it's okay to cry as long as you make it a really good one. Listen to A Really Good Cry with Radhi Devlukia on the iHeartRadio app. Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I used to have so many men. 
how this beguiling woman in her 50s she looked like a million bucks scams a bunch of famous athletes out of untold fortunes nearly 10 million dollars was all gone it's just unbelievable hide your money in your old rich men because <laughs> she is on the prowl listen to queen of the con season five the athlete whisperer on the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts